This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 1087, Band 9 IELTS Adjectives for Hobbies. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 22 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash my score. Are your tastes eclectic? Do you gravitate toward the mainstream? Today, you'll learn four amazing adjectives to describe hobbies, style, and taste for a speaking band nine. Good morning, my friend Aubrey. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I had the best weekend. This is really silly, but I got really into indoor plants. I like found a bunch of indoor plants on clearance at a store. Yes. And planted them all. And just the air feels cleaner in my home now. (laughs) I love that so much. It's true. I love plants. My balcony is full of plants. You know what? I am going to move this camera. (gasps) Yes, I want to see them. Okay, guys, this is on YouTube as well. I have this whole corner of my home that is dedicated to plants because they all have to be like in the sun. That's why indoor plants are tricky, like trying to find the right place so they still get sunlight. Exactly. Um, Mine, you can't see them from here, but they're in that room right there in the corner. So there's plenty of sunlight. I always kill indoor plants, but I'm really hopeful that this will be a good sunny spot for them. Yes, we'll see. I lo- it makes such a difference to your mood. Just to ha- it's so important. Um, this is a very unique recent hobby one can talk about on the IELTS exam. Um, that's what we're getting into today, guys. Very impressive adjectives to describe hobbies and trends. And you know what? This vocab is applicable to so many IELTS topics, you guys. Um, So we're going to give you the vocab and also some example IELTS questions you guys should practice using this vocab to answer. But a couple things before we get to that vocabulary, guys. I want to remind you that we do record video for these podcasts and put the whole thing on our YouTube channel, IELTS Energy TV. So that's why if you're just listening on the podcast, you're like, what plants? Why are they talking about moving a camera? Because this is on YouTube, guys. So go onto YouTube and see our awesome plants. My favorite is this little cactus that someone got me as a housewarming present three years ago. It's a sunshine cactus. It has this whole yellow ball at the top. And cacti grow very slowly. And One of our, like, James and I love noticing that it's getting bigger, and it's just like, it's a long-term satisfaction having (laughs) indoor plants. Well, and the best thing about a succulent, (laughs) like a cactus, is... Oh, nice vocab! Yes! Yes. We Because we have so many succulents here in Arizona, right? You have to. It's so dry. Yeah. Because they're so dry, and they really thrive, and they're a lot easier to keep alive. So that's what I've only had succulents in the past, but I'm finally trying my hand at non-succulent plants. So I'm very hopeful. They're so pretty and green and leafy. <laughs> Here's my number one tip Ooh, yeah. for indoor plants. Okay, Because I have killed my fair share. I need the tips. 
before you water them, like just stick your finger in the soil. And if you don't feel any moisture, then it needs water. Yes, that's, that's what it. I've read because overwatering is the <laughs> biggest problem, right? Yes, and they get yeah. root rot. And I was reading about bottom watering. Do you do that? Where you just no. set it, you set it in a bowl of water and it pulls oh, water from smart. the bottom instead of at the top. So I'm going to try that. Yeah. Good tip. Here on Gardening and Isles, we love to share our knowledge with you guys. Um, okay, and then the second thing I want to remind you guys about, besides Isles Energy TV on YouTube, is the web class coming up. It is very soon, you guys. You gotta grab your spot there. There, it is going to fill up this time for sure. Come hang out with Lindsay and Michelle live. It's so amazing. Three reasons you can't understand native conversations. I. I'll just say I created this web class, guys. I put some amazing vocab in there, strategies for listening and pronunciation. So sign up, guys, allearsenglish.com slash understand. All right, sweet. So we have some great vocab. The first word is mainstream. So mainstream is a fantastic adjective. It is unique to students. I don't hear students using this. What does mainstream describe? Yeah, I just had a conversation with my daughter about this. My 13-year-old came in and said, what does mainstream mean? And I she had it. heard someone use this word to describe music on the radio, which is an nice. ideal example, right? Because this is sort of the common music that everyone's listening to, everyone's aware of it because it's on the radio. You hear it everywhere. Mainstream, yeah. meaning it's in the mainstream of exist of of um, awareness of the of society. So you can describe anything, right? Fashion trends, music, food. If something is mainstream, most people will be aware of it. Yeah. And not just aware of it, but like engaged in it. You, totally. Right? Yes. So it's like mainstream is just like a, most people do this. <laughs> not like most, not like, you know, 99% or whatever. The average person. <laughs> right? Yeah. So that's – but okay. I, I like following this idea because – to me, for example, mainstream has a negative connotation because growing up, I always wanted, I, I always felt different. I never felt like the normal fit in with everybody kid. And so that made me sort of detest mainstream, right? Because it was, it's cool to not be mainstream. You for know what sure. I mean? Like if someone so calls I you mainstream, it's like a criticism. Totally. <laughs> You're yeah, so mainstream. Like, Oh my gosh. Um, but mainstream doesn't have to be bad. That's just my connotation of it. So whenever you're describing food trends, fashion trends, shopping trends, exercise trends, anything, any of these tr popular trends in your country, among your friends, whatever, you can use this adjective mainstream. And it's up to you to put context around that, whether you think it's good or not. <laughs> Exactly. Right? If you're asked about music, you could say, I know this is pretty mainstream, but I love Taylor Swift, right? Someone that <laughs> most people will have heard of. And then you defend, totally. like, why do you love it anyway, even though it's pretty mainstream? I like combining this with the phrase guilty little secret. So it's <laughs> like, um, or guilty pleasure, 
So, right? And yes. like, you, you don't want to be mainstream, but you still like some mainstream stuff. Yeah. Um, like, my, my guilty mainstream pleasure is I shop at Costco and I'm obsessed with Costco and I love it so much. And I'm there talk about you. like mainstream. That's it. That's suburban America right, right. there. You and every soccer mom. <laughs> oh my God. I'm a soccer mom. Okay. Um, conventional is the next word. Very similar to mainstream, except mainstream is more like this can be trendy. This can be a new trend. It's current. Conventional is like this has always been mainstream. Conventional is like this is the traditional, normal, accepted way we do things. So again, applicable to so many topics. Everything you could describe as mainstream, right? If it has been that way for a long time, then you could also describe it as conventional. Does that description make sense to you? Yeah, for sure. And that I think that's a really good way of um, explaining it, right? That trends and things that change really often can be mainstream just because they're currently popular. But something that is conventional has been known or popular for a long time. Totally. So if yeah. you're if you're talking about a hobby, for example, and you want to talk about playing the piano, this would be a great thing to describe as a conventional hobby because it's been around for so long, right? People were playing the piano forte way back in like Jane Austen's era. <laughs> I feel like if it's something that could be that was mainstream for your parents and it still is for you, that qualifies as conventional. For sure. You know, like, I feel like let's, let's put a rule on, on that. We, we also often match this word with wisdom. Um, conventional wisdom is a phrase that we like to use. So IELTS does ask you about um, your relationships with older people or describe an older person in your family or um, traditional beliefs in your culture, right? Um, so I would say, like, let's talk about food beliefs or health trends, right? We could say, well, conventional wisdom says that every meal must have three parts, protein, starch, and vegetables. Um, however, I think it's more mainstream today, especially among very health-conscious individuals, to eliminate the starch and try to subsist on protein and vegetables. Ooh, Something nice. Trying. So good. I love it, right? <laughs> so yeah, just to use that phrase together, conventional wisdom, and this just means any knowledge that's generally accepted as wise, right? Breakfast totally. is the most important meal of the day, right? If you get asked that question, why is breakfast the most important? Then it would be And that great. is an IELTS question. And yes, I've seen that one. And that would be yeah. great to say, yeah, that is conventional wisdom, but I actually disagree because I do inter intermittent fasting. So I skip breakfast at right. And you can share how totally. that might be conventional wisdom, but you disagree. I like I like the idea of planting this in our listeners' heads that anytime you introduce something as mainstream or conventional, to always follow it up with a contrasting idea, right? To be like, well, this is mainstream, but, or this is conventional wisdom might say, blah, blah, blah. However, I am of the opinion. Um, what a great high-level way to extend your ideas, to add new information, and to work in amazing vocab. Yes, and okay. interesting intonation. Right. Because when totally. you provide that contrast, you're just like, however, and your yeah. voice is going to have that great intonation. So it lends to that, yeah. helps you do that. Yes. And remember, slow down during that transition, emphasize that transition, give it space for the intonation and the stress, right? How, 
forever. Like, really dig in, guys. That's yeah. how you get a seven or higher for pronunciation. Give your words room to breathe. <laughs> All right. Now we have two adjectives that are the opposite, right? Um, describing a different sort of trends and, and preferences and hobbies. So eclectic. What a fun word. It's fun to say. Eclectic. It it's so fun to say. <laughs> and it's very, yeah, it's kind of highbrow, which means like, yeah. oh, you know, it's like um, not everybody uses it. You feel sort of posh and fancy when you talk about something being eclectic or how your tastes are eclectic. So this just means yeah. you're interested in lots of different things. If you have eclectic tastes in music, for example, that might mean you like pop and country and rap. You're not, yep. you're not stuck in one genre because your tastes are eclectic. Yeah, totally. I, there's a phrase that I hear IELTS candidates say all the time, which means it's a band six, which is starting their answer with, well, it depends. I don't know why that is such a common thing to say, but that maybe that's like taught in textbooks, you know, that this is a great way to start your answer. You know what? Everybody starts their answer with that. Because if you're like, well, you know, there's a lot of different ways I could answer this. Um, don't say it depends because that's normal. That's boring. Say, well, you know, my tastes are eclectic as far as music is concerned, as far as food is concerned, as far as exercise is concerned, clothes are concerned. Like you could use that for anything because yeah, like nobody likes just one of something, right? So, you know, sure. you could use this on any IELTS exam on your speaking test for sure. Um, okay. The last adjective, diverse. Now this is really a hot word. This is a hot word. Everybody loves to talk about diversity and as well they should. We need to talk about diversity. But in this case, guys, the adjective diverse, I don't hear students use this. I do hear people say diversity because that's more becoming more common. But the adjective diverse, this will make you stand out. So similar to eclectic, diverse just means a lot of different things. So again, use it the same way as eclectic, right? My tastes are diverse. I like a diverse array of music, art, food, clothes, whatever. Um, so guys, you could see that these four words are so useful. You could use these four words, all four words on any speaking test. Yes, exactly. Because look, th think of the topics we've been bringing up, right? Food, fashion, hobbies. These topics are almost guaranteed to come up on your IELTS exam. So you can plan on fitting these words in when you're, when you're giving answers about that. So for example, part yep. one, you might be asked, what do you do in your free time or what's your favorite hobby? Definitely, instead of thinking, oh, I only have to share one hobby, right? You could say, my favorite hobby is playing the guitar, but honestly, my tastes are quite diverse and I play three different musical instruments. I love it. Such good examples. Guys, we have, we have given you amazing phrases and examples for these words, all four of these words today. I think you should really listen to this episode or watch this episode a few times, guys. Don't just write down the individual words, okay? Write them down in the sentences we gave you. Memorize the context, 
right? Conventional wisdom, diverse tastes, like memorize these connected phrases, guys. And that way you are more assured of using them correctly on test day. And you're, you'll remember them better, right? Cause you'll have a context. You'll have a sentence you could use them in. So definitely write these words down in the whole sentence that we gave you today, guys. Okay. Fantastic. Guys, remember Lindsay and Michelle are doing that web class very, very soon, September 18th and 21st, I believe. Oh gosh, I should have checked. You guys can find out. 21st. Because <laughs> the 21st is my mom's birthday, so it's stuck in my head. Nice. Anyway, sign up, guys, allearsenglish.com slash understand. Don't miss it. It is not an IELTS web class, but that doesn't mean it won't help you. It helps your English. And IELTS is an English test. So sign up, allearsenglish.com slash understand. All right, sweet. This awesome. is fun. I love vocabulary. I know. They're the best episodes. It's so fun to share interesting related words. And now I'm excited to hear students use them in personal coach classes. You guys are going to use them. Practice. Practice using them with your practice answers so that you're comfortable with them on test day. Yeah. Come back to YouTube and share one of your example sentences yes. with one of the words, guys, or all of the words, you know? Right. You do you, everyone. <laughs> okay. We'll see you next time, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score.